the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talking all things financial. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com. He is the Chief Market Analyst. Briefing is an independent live market analysis website of the U.S. and international markets. I find it invaluable. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Let's talk markets. Uh, just to skosh off all-time highs on the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I'm frankly a little bit concerned about uh, the market being where it is and the complacency factor. Um, you know, it just seems that no matter what the news is, there's always a a rosy spin put on it, and there's almost little regard for any uh, you know issues that are could be you know some real spoilers. Um, you know, market doesn't seem at all concerned with the budget. Uh, debate or the debt ceiling issue. Um, I suppose it's been conditioned basically to um, believe that all worst case scenarios are going to be avoided, even though they, you know, could come down to the last minute. So I suspect that's factoring in here, and um, and there's a, a bit of a win-win perspective right now in the market as it relates to the Fed decision that we're going to get tomorrow. Uh, and what I mean by that is that uh, the consensus view is that you're going to get a so-called light tapering, something in the 10 billion to 15 billion dollar range, and that that's been talked about ad nauseum, and so that's essentially priced into the market. Uh, but the other aspect is that the Fed, if anything, will likely err on the side of caution uh, if it goes in another direction, and that means they may not announce a tapering, and the market will obviously take off on that uh, and see it as a real positive. So I think that's starting to uh, to help boost, uh, or it's been helping to boost uh, the indices this week and in recent sessions. Right now, we've got the Federal Reserve starting their meetings today, and tomorrow they'll probably release a statement and do a little bit of media tied towards it. Um, I think the bigger question after tapering, or the next question after tapering, is Ben Bernanke. In hindsight, what is your opinion of Ben Bernanke? How will history remember him, and who do you think the re- is the replacement all that as important as it's being made out to be? Right. Well... You know, you know, my sense of, you know, Mr. Bernanke, he's a, a very good man, um, uh, decent, obviously, and um, and was in really a very difficult place in history. Um, some would argue that he helped contribute to that, but uh, that's, I think, a fair criticism. But nonetheless, uh, he stepped up, and I would say that if you needed someone at the helm, uh, at the the the, the in the throes of that financial crisis that was running the risk of throwing us into a Great Depression, he was absolutely the right person. Um, he thought outside the box. Uh, we would argue that uh, the the first round of quantitative easing was was necessary to basically keep things from just unraveling uh, toward a depression. Um, but as we've seen progressively now through the years, the additional asset purchases are not achieving uh, the uh, intended outcome um, that the Fed has broadcast of, 
you know, essentially, uh, you know, uh, maximum employment, price stability, um, you know, so we're not thinking, you know, we don't think that his policies have necessarily translated into a lot of bang for the buck that they're spending. And so um, how will history judge him? Well, we need more history to pass because uh, there's still a lot of uh, money and, you know, excess reserves that have not been unleashed into the economy. And presumably when that starts happening and uh, wages hopefully start moving higher, you do run the risk of inviting higher levels of inflation. And then if you get to a point where those inflation rates really take off, uh, history will not look kindly on uh, Mr. Bernanke's uh, approach to doing things, certainly in the latter half of the um, of his uh, of his policy reign. <laughs> Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. I think we had a chance to talk about this last week. I'm not sure because I got the dates kind of fuzzing my head, where the Dow took off three components and added three components to make it kind of look more growthy. Right. <laughs> One of the things that I'm, I try to push on TV and radio is that eh, unless you own the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30, why are you paying attention to it? What's your thoughts on the importance of indexes and or the addition, the, maybe the, the financial engineering that the Dow is doing, per se? Yeah. Well, you know, from our vantage point, when we talk about, quote, the market, um, our, you know, our our first point of reference is the S&P 500. It's, um, you know, it's a, uh, a broader uh, array of companies uh, spanning all 10 economic sectors, not that the Dow Jones Industrial Average doesn't cater to that to that same uh, domain, but, you know, you have 30 stocks, it's price-weighted, so in other words, you have uh, a, a handful of stocks that, you know, have higher prices like IBM that have a greater influence on the movement of that average than, say, Alcoa, which is an $8 stock. Now, Alcoa is one of the stocks that's going out. Goldman Sachs, Nike, and Visa are the ones that are coming in, they're higher priced names. And so what you're going to see come um, September 23rd um, is a Dow Jones Industrial Average that's prone to, you know, perhaps wider intraday swings and bigger price movements than we've grown accustomed to seeing because you have three low price stocks going out and three, you know, much higher price stocks relative to the ones that are going out coming in. Um, you know, as it relates to, you know, uh, the importance of the index, well, uh, the S&P 500 is clearly a, a, an extremely important um, index in that respect. A lot of money is tied into that, uh, uh, into the S&P 500. Uh, you know, fund managers, a number of them are incented based on their performance relative to that benchmark index. And so, uh, you know, the indexing is not going away, but for an investor, I think a probably be better served in terms of when they think about the overall market or the broader market is to think at the S&P 500 and then for the total market probably something like the Wilshire 5000. <laughs> okay, now let's throw the market back over to you, Patrick. I've kind of been greedy with my time. I always get in my questions and I always like to give you the last couple of minutes to push what you think is important. What are you seeing right now that we should be paying attention to? Right. Well, I think it touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the interview is that, you know, my sense is that we're seeing um, some uh, increased complacency creep in here, and that worries me, frankly. Um, uh, There is uh, getting into that uh, stage of things here where um, it just doesn't matter, you know. It's like people are just saying, I I just got to be in on this, and they're just chasing stocks higher. Uh, and 
and uh, that's a recipe we think for some uh, from disappointment, you know, down the road. And so, you know, our market view continues to be that, you know, look, you, you can stick with your systematic investment plans, but we're not necessarily advocating putting a lot of new money to work here uh, at these levels. We'd rather wait for a pullback, and we think that um, you could get that simply from uh, the, the, you know, the the price extension we've seen here um, that's going to lead to an overbought condition and you, and you see things sell off as well as some potential risk here. We're mindful of the, the risk as it relates to the debate over the budget and the debt ceiling and uh, we're very worried that that's going to be an ugly fight that could create some disruption here in the back half of September. What are your thoughts on Asia right now? You know, um, Asia has obviously had a nice little run thanks to the spate of data out of China, which has essentially mitigated concerns about, you know, China falling into a hard landing. But, you know, we think uh, that's also been a function of, you know, the rebound in the emerging markets in China has has been a function largely of of buying into a short-term oversold condition. So you've seen some nice percentage moves off of those recent bottoms, but with the tapering likely to occur here, if not, you know, starting tomorrow, but in the next month or two, um, you know, we think that the emerging markets could continue to suffer from um, the the challenges of the rising interest rates in the United States that will, you know, uh, attract capital that once went to those markets back into the U.S. And so I don't think necessarily the emerging markets are out of the woods, probably looking uh, expect to see some increased volatility there uh, also over the next several months. Overall, what do you think the investing landscape should be like over the next five years? Maybe a midterm outlook for you. Right. Um, you know, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it'll probably be more kind of this roller coaster, you know, um, bouncing around between all these major points of uncertainty. We certainly, you know, we heard from the CBO this morning, um, you know, the budget issues are you know, they might look good here, uh, relatively speaking, in the near term, but you have some major issues still to deal with as it relates to health care spending and the entitlement programs, which are, you know, going to uh, raise the, you know, the, the deficit uh, that we face. Uh, and uh, that's going to be problematic. You know, we're gonna, that's not going away. You know, we're going to keep fighting that issue over the next five years, certainly. Um, and because we also have, you know, profit margins uh, already near record highs, uh, the next few years, you know, we might see it difficult uh, for companies to expand those profit margins and for there to be uh, some real strong earnings growth. So market probably, you know, or the intermediate term here, um, you know, may be bouncing around in a narrow range um, and could be difficult to establish uh, some significant upside from here. Thanks for joining us. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Briefing.com, independent live market analysis. It's one of the resources that I use. CFP Chad Burton from New Focus Financial use on a regular basis. It's good, high-quality content. Um, can't say enough about it. This is Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. You can find me online at Twitter, Rob Black Show, Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, or Cron4 Rob Black. And you can also find me at uh, YouTube under Rob Black Show. Thank you. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.